everybody. You're listening to the 27th episode of the Hipster Baseball Podcast, HBP, where we talk about baseball, drinks, and everything else under the sun. I'm Ricardo Calloway, alongside Dorian. And on today's podcast, we play, play ball on baseball's opening weekend. We mine bitcoins with our baseball bats. Look at professional athletes. Look at how professional athletes are now becoming teen own team owners excuse me thank you lebron remind miss cleo that she fell asleep on the job and remind you not to drink and drive we will start this episode off like we do every single one by referencing our drinks and we first do that with our man dorian so what's going on dorian how are you today i'm doing great happy opening day opening weekend of baseball I, I earlier today I was watching, or I just, actually I just finished watching the uh, your New York Yankees host the uh, Toronto Blue Jays in New York looked ugly. I didn't want to be there today, but instead of being in New York, I'm drinking a farmhouse saison. It's a 32 ounce growler from Keel Farms in much more beautiful weather, Plant City, Florida. Now Plant City, I'm going to take a drink out of this farmhouse saison. Very refreshing on this sunny Florida day. Uh, Plant City is actually named after Henry B. Henry B. Plant. He was a 19th century industrial giant. Of uh, a few months ago, during our Christmas special, we talked about Henry Flagler and how he built the railroads and cities and towns on the east coast of Florida. Henry Plant was having a friendly rivalry by bringing the railroads down on the west coast of Florida and also building hotels. He also had steamship service between Tampa, Cuba, and Key West. And before he brought the railroads to Tampa, it was just a village with a few hundred people. And so he transformed the west coast of Florida. And uh, one of his most famous hotels, the Tampa Bay Hotel, is actually now the Henry B. Plant Museum. And it's on the campus of the University of Tampa. So, and another quick little tidbit, one of his legacy railroad companies, CX, CSX Transportation, is still running as a freight railroad company all along North North America on the East Coast from Canada down to Florida. And it's a Fortune 500 company headquartered in Jacksonville, Florida. And our man, Mr. Plant, he passed away in New York uh, on the 23rd of June in 1899. He almost got to the 20th century. When he died, he left a fortune in today's dollar of almost a billion dollars. And last little tidbit of where this beer comes from, Plant City, Plant City used to be the spring training home of the Cincinnati Reds Major League Baseball team from 1988 to 1997, when one of the more colorful, controversial owners, uh, Mart Schott, was the owner of the Reds. And, uh, you know, somewhere Mart Schott is, he smoked uh, her, her, uh, the the St. Bernard's that she had. So somewhere in the great beyond, Mart Schott is still smoking her, her Carlton 120 cigarettes Maybe in the great baseball diamond in the sky, maybe the great ball baseball diamond in Hades. Who knows? But <laughs> <laughs> cheers to baseball. Cheers to you, DiCarlo. What are you having on baseball's one of baseball's most exciting days? Well, I am actually drinking a La Col- Colombe African coffee. It's this. Uh, I saw it on sale at Whole Foods. I was like, hmm, let me give it a try. And honestly, I gotta say, this coffee is hitting really good right now. Like it's really, really subtle. It brings out nice notes and it's just nice to sip on while, you know, coming back from coming back from a walk outside in the blistering New York weather, because it, even though the, the rain is gone, 
it's really windy and cold and I went for a walk on the high line. I was getting whipped up. But yeah, it was really nice though. I have to say it was a nice walk. I had some really nice music in my ears, but I definitely wanted a cup of coffee after coming from it. And this is this is definitely a perfect way to to cap that off and turn that whole experience into a nice one. So besides Africa, where did the, do you know exactly which African country this coffee comes from? It comes from uh, I assume the box. I think it might be oh. Kenya. Or, yeah, I think it's in East Africa. I'll, we can put it in the show notes, but I'll check it out afterwards. Very nice. So cheers. Well, I don't know. You don't take cheers when you drink coffee. Just enjoy your, your coffee. Oh, so, thank you, man. As dear listener, as you're watching baseball, as you're watching your other favorite sports, as you're listening to this podcast, we always love to have a drink, coffee, alcoholic, whatever. Tweet us a picture of what you're drinking. Our Twitter handle is at HBP4040 and use the hashtag HBPDrink. As I said earlier, it's opening day of baseball. Very exciting. I've been, I I watched, uh, of course, ESPN the what i like to call the all yankees network of course of course they had to have the new york yankees be their first nationally televised game at one o'clock eastern uh they were hosting the toronto blue jays one of HBP's it was symbolic teams. you know what you know it was more symbolic because new york was the first epicenter during the pandemic and to be able to have opening day wrong my stadium. friend and Yankee no. Stadium no. also was a vaccination site. Uh, you know what? So uh, don't hate. You're just sorry, my friend. I'm, my friend, I'm not hating. The first epicenter was actually a small town by the name of Wuhan, China. Well, in <laughs> not, New York, in the not New York City, States. my friend. In the United States. My bad the for first, out the context. Anyways, so all Yankees Network, a.k.a. ESPN, every single year, people, every single year, you baseball fans know, ESPN has to have the Yankees game first, and they always have to play at home. What is this freaking written in the Constitution? Yes. So, anyways, uh, I I watched the game, and one of HPP's favorite players, the Dominican outfielder Teoscar Hernandez, he hit a home run at the top of the sixth against Garrett Cole. It was beautiful bomb of a shot. I shouldn't use the word bomb, but it was uh, beautiful. Um, well, the Blue Jays ended plane. up winning. This is true. <laughs> Maybe someone's listening on the plane, but. Uh, the Blue Jays ended up winning the first game of three, three to two in 10 innings. Uh, my only pet peeve, besides my issue with the All Yankees Network, a.k.a. ESPN, is the game lasted three hours and 40 minutes. I love baseball as much as anybody. I love competition, but I really, baseball really is my favorite sport at the moment, has been for many years. But at, there, there comes to a point where you have as a competition, whether I'm watching soccer slash football, American football, basketball, baseball, whatever, you have about a three hour window of my attention span. After that, I'm like, okay, let's pick up the pace here. Let's do this. And uh, I, I, I was a bit disappointed that it took so long to play. But, and I've said this before in last season that I actually don't watch games live. I DVR them. And so I can just fast forward through the commercials exactly for this reason. But even it didn't take me three hours and 40 minutes to watch this, but it probably took me three hours, you know, fast forwarding through commercials and stuff. So anyways, I'm very happy that the Yankees are were on television. I'm very happy. Happy. I actually was just watching. I actually baseball. baseball. Exactly. I was, I was just watching the LA Dodgers playing the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Later, I'm going to be watching the Rays and and the Marlins. So and speaking of the Marlins, uh, the, the Miami Marlins down in Miami, they have a new sponsor for the stadium. 
it used to be called Marlins Park, and it's been that way since they opened in 2012. Now it's called Loan Depot, which is a mortgage company. And the rumors are that Loan Depot is going to pay the Marlins about $10 million a year, which is a pretty good chunk of change. That's one of the highest rates in, in all of Major League Baseball. And the um, I was watching an interview on Bloomberg Television back on the 31st of March. The the, the CEO of, of Loan Depot and uh, Anthony Hsia, I can't really pronounce his name, but I think he's a Taiwanese, Taiwanese American or maybe Chinese American. He's Asian American. The CEO, Anthony Hsia. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like you were jumping hoops on that one. Man. I don't know, man. But anyways, it's like Loan Taiwanese, Depot, Chinese, Asian. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't want to. We don't. We need hate mail, my friend. So the CEO of Loan Depot and the Marlins CEO, a little, uh, you know, uh, some ink, some some guy from New York called Derek Jeter. They were interviewed he's from uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Well, but I know, but you know, he's people consider him a New York guy because he was with the Yankees forever. But they were interviewed and they were talking about this deal. Um, and I think it's uh, you know, I'm not a fan of the Marlins. I'm not a fan of Derek Jeter, but I think it's great that they're getting this money. And and one can one as a baseball fan can only hope that the Marlins eventually all this revenue they're getting eventually they'll pour it out for a higher salaries, better players, and this that and the other. Speaking of, dreaming. oh, I don't. I mean, I don't. I personally don't care. I'm a. I'm a Braves fan, so I'm glad that, that they're not. They're 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 average team. But and so speaking of sponsorship business and sports, the um the my speak staying in Florida, staying in Miami, the Miami Heat, the NBA Miami Heat, also are now playing in the same stadium in, this, in a new in this their same arena, but it's called something different. So they sold the rights. It used to be called American Airlines Arena, or as people in Miami used to say, the AAA. Now it's going to be called the FTX Arena. Mm. FTX is a cryptocurrency exchange, and they signed a 19-year, $135 million deal, which averages about to FTX is going to pay the Miami Heat, basically uh, Mickey Arison, the CEO and also the owner of uh, Carnival Cruise Lines. They're going to pay him. About seven and a half, seven point one million dollars a year. Wow! And uh, again, the Marlins. So I bet you Pornhub wasn't given that much. Why? Why would you bring that? Why would you bring up? No, this? because it was alleged that Pornhub was also trying to bid on the naming rights for that is crazy. Airlines. That is crazy. It would have gone from triple A, like I said, to triple X. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of, I mean, considering it's funny because Miami is also the porn capital of, of the U.S. now, and it totally beats out like California. California? <laughs> no, yeah. Miami, that's where they go because California law has got so much stricter now. I wouldn't know anything about that, my friend. I watch a lot of Vice News. So, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, but that I, that would have been interesting if that would have actually been pulled up. Nobody thought it really would. It would have been of course like, not. okay. I'm like we're getting a little bit too uh, too cheap. Great. Yeah, but because the like, the still a the, great deal though. But with the oh cryptocurrency is showing the power of it when they're putting money like that behind sponsorships. But it's almost like, are you sure this exchange is going to be? Forget about 19 years. Are you guys going to be around in 19 months? Because in the cryptocurrency world, a lot of these exchanges blow up, you know, when someone hacks in and steals all the cryptocurrency. I, I, I don't know. So it's a good deal for the Miami Heat and also the Miami-Dade County, which runs it. And one of the reasons why that uh, website of ill repute was not the name of the new arena was because obviously the, the, the city fathers and mothers would have said, uh, no, we can't allow that to be there. And interestingly enough, I was listening to a podcast 
the city of Miami mayor, a man by the name of Francis Suarez, he was interviewed by Laura Shin on the podcast, Unconfirmed, and that came out back on the 26th of March. And in it, he was sharing with her that the, the, the he was, they were pushing forward, they were, excuse me, they were pushing, they were pushing through uh, resolutions that would allow the city of Miami government employees to be paid in Bitcoins. And they also were trying to push through to allow residents of the city of Miami to pay their municipal fees, you know, like all that stuff uh, in Bitcoin, which is very interesting. He's really, he's been, he's been on this Bitcoin tear for about a year now. Yeah, he really has. So I don't, I don't particularly agree with him, uh, but at least he's trying to do something to move Miami beyond just getting money from, from uh, tourism. But uh, nevertheless, congratulations to the Miami Marlins for getting a boatload of money from Lone Depot and the Miami Heat from getting money from the FTX cryptocurrency exchange. So business as usual, baseball has started. You can't have sports without business. And sometimes some of these sportsmen become the businessmen who take over. Yeah. I mean, LeBron James is pretty much spearheading a lot of that. And, um, Recently, I wanted to just highlight an article that was put out in the New York Times, like a few, maybe a week or so back, talking about how you know LeBron is leading a lot of like a generation of athletes into ownership, and and it's not as so owners like you haven't had athletes who were owners previously. You did. You had uh, Mario Lemieux who helped get the Pittsburgh Penguins out of bankruptcy back in 1999. You had Michael Jordan get his ownership of the Charlotte Bobcats, which is now the Hornets again. And, um, but now you have LeBron who's taking on a different persona um, and really tapping into grassroots activism and utilizing that as, as a way to actually elevate themselves in their brand. Like you see LeBron James and just the way he moves. If you look back to the last year with the election, with uh, Black Lives Matter movements, really being a vocal voice in that. And that's really making a different like outlook as to athletes getting into ownership. Because usually you just have quiet athletes or just quiet owners. And it'll be something interesting to see how he and other athletes who can grow their brand to such a way that they, that will allow them to become owners and how they'll operate once in that, that next level of uh, – of sports power and uh, and the business side of things. I, you know, DeGarlo, I, I'm going to take issue, not issue, but I'm going to re- give you a, a rebuttal on the quiet part. I don't think that a lot of these owners are quiet. I think their PR is quiet, the public relations with fans, with the media, but in the business of whatever league they're in, whether it's the NHL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL, and politically, they are very active and their money does the talking for them. And uh, I, I remember, I'm just remembering right now when you said that there was an, there was an article in um, the ringer, the ringer.com that came out, I believe it was during the election season. So it must've come out in October or November and they were breaking down how the NBA owners, their political donations, and some of them gave millions and a few even gave tens of millions of dollars to their party of choice, their, issues of choice so Uh you know i think of i I don't i don't think that michael jordan even as an o as probably one of them probably the most famous owner in the nba he 
I'm sure he's very, very uh, loud on whatever committee he sits on for the NBA ownership group. Yeah. And obviously, in the in his and he's let's be honest, Michael Jordan's kind of cheap because he hadn't he had never given out. Now, I don't want to say given out, but he had never given a player a contract that they deserved in the sense of he never gave one of those big contracts uh, until I think it was. Uh, who was that guard that they gave a boatload of money to? I think a, one, two, two seasons ago. It may have been him, but isn't Kemba Walker with the Boston Celtics now? Now, but he was with the um, Hornets before. Yeah. So um, he, and it was a big news in the NBA because Michael Jordan was like, no, I, he just likes having having his asset being the Char- the Charlotte Hornets, appreciating with him not really having to send to, to pay for a championship, mm-hmm. which is insane. A man who was so psych, literally psychotic about winning. And when he's an owner, he's kind of like, well, it's not so bad here. I like that Adam Silver does all the work. We get all this TV revenue. We get this merchandise, this appreciation. And I don't even have to put any money in and I never have to win a division. And he's been to the playoffs with the Hornets, what, twice, I think? Mm. Pretty bad. Yeah, I think, I mean, from the economic standpoint, of course, but I think really what in this profile, at least, they're looking at it from the standpoint that prior to finding themselves in those positions of ownership, you didn't have athletes speaking up on political and, inju- you know, politics, social anxiety and strife, economic instability, all of those, like, issues on the forefront and leading a grassroots movement as well as getting into ownership. You know what I mean? Like... When you think about what LeBron is doing, he sets up organizations like More Than a Vote. He has his I Promise schools. You know, these are grassroots ways of trying to really influence education and politics. Like, this is what he's doing. And then utilizing that off from that one end, not only that with his social media platform too, then getting into ownership, you know, you'll see potentially him pushing up a lot more against other owners. And in terms of how they should view certain things. Like if there were a situation like a Colin Kaepernick again, and how that would be handled if you would have say owners of the ilk of say LeBron James or other individuals who would sit back and say, no, like we're not gonna sit back and blackball this guy for his career for speaking out on something in in a legally viable way. You know what I mean? So I don't know, it'll be interesting to see. It it will be. And by the way, I wanna give a, a hat tip to our crack HVP research team, they just informed me that the biggest contract that the Charlotte Hornets have given, a.k.a. Michael Jordan, was to Gordon Hayward, mm. former Boston Celtics uh, forward in uh, yeah. the 2020 offseason. So, yeah, it was four years, $120 million. Oh, my God. Anyways, uh, just to have just one of his paychecks. But yeah. and, and tying this back to, again, to players or current players, in this case, the great NBA player and LeBron James or former players. I remember when Alex Rodriguez, the shortstop for the Texas Rangers or the Seattle Mariners, and then ultimately the third baseman for the New York Yankees playing alongside current CEO of the Miami Marlins, Derek Jeter. I think both of them or one of them was saying towards the end of their career, my ultimate goal, I'm paraphrasing, my ultimate goal is to become a sports owner and salaries have blown up over the past 10 years to the point where it is completely viable for a super duper star like a Alex Rodriguez, LeBron James, 
uh, Patrick Mahomes from NFL to eventually they have enough capital because LeBron James, he's made just in basketball over $300 million. Mm. And he's arguably made that same amount or double that amount through endorsements and his business deals. I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron James is worth about a half billion dollars right now. It's only going to get bigger. Shaquille O'Neal, he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. So I think within our lifetime, you're going to see the face, literally the face, the melanin of sports ownership completely change in the next 20 years because of the amount of salaries. And again, everyone's making money. Owners, front office, players, agents, which is good. But um, we'll see what uh, the Boston Red Sox and the Liverpool and whoever else MSG owns. FSG. What, uh, MSG. FSG. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 our, one of our unfavorite owners, uh, the Dolt. Yeah, but the Knicks are doing well the great, this season. The great ja- one of the greatest jazz musicians of all time. JD uh, in the straight shot. <laughs> oh, so terrible. Yeah. But the Knicks are doing well this season, so hey. Who could have Who, who could have seen that? Who could have seen that? But the Knicks actually doing good. You know who who could have seen it? Miss Cleo. She would have. You seen sure it. about that? I know. But last week. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna take Miss Cleo to task. Usually she she's good to us the the crystal ball. But last week, I told everybody during our Miss Cleo time, a.k.a. weekly predictions, that one of my dark horses coming out of the American League to go to the World Series were the Chicago – no, that, well, my dark horse was the Houston Astros. My favorite, the team that I picked to come out of the American League to play in the World Series, the Chicago White Sox, another one of HVP's favorite team. And about a day later, one of their star left, their star Dominican left fielder. There's so many great Dominican players. It's it's absolutely insane. Eloy Jimenez, he suffered a torn pectoral muscle. That's your chest, ladies and gentlemen. And he's going to miss five to six months, which is basically the entire season. He might come back at the end of the season. And hopefully the White Sox will be in the playoffs and he'll, he might be able to come back then. But that's really bad news and it's been kind of the talk of baseball so shame on you miss cleo for letting us down and not letting you see that Eloy jimenez was going to tear unfortunately his pectoral muscle or even telling him don't swing on that swing because you're going to get injured for the rest of the year yeah but you know you know like say if the white Sox actually do still manage to get to the prediction and this was just an event that needed to happen in order to motivate them to actually you know, See, I like it. Yeah. You're you're looking. You're thinking long term. You're thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking about like know, opening man. day weekend. Yeah, never I'm, know, st- man. I'm still gonna be watching a boatload of Chicago White Sox games, regardless uh, whether Eloy Jimenez is gonna be sitting right next to me watching them as well. Uh, I'm very. I'm looking forward to a lot of White Sox games, and I, I'm gonna watch one. Uh, I think they're gonna be on national television like on Monday. I think I forget one, but I'm gonna watch it. So, Miss Cleo, we'll see if. As DeCarlo was defending you, this was just a, a motivation tool for the Chicago White Sox. All right. Well, before we move forward, I want to send out a message from uh, Jimmy's Chop Shop. So, you know, it was this one time way back when I was coming back from a bar and I like look on my 1996 Nissan Maxima <laughs> and my side mirror is swiped, like straight up, like it's gone. And so I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to get a ticket, whatever the case may be. But my, my friend right there was sitting back and saying, yo, man, I know the spot. It's called Jimmy's Chop Shop. Let's go. So I rode up in there. I'm like, yo, my side mirror's gone. He's like, well, what's your making model? I was like, 96 Max. He said, I got that right here for you, partner. Boom. 
new window, new mirror on my side. I'm happy. So whenever you have a moment in which your side mirror, left tire, you know, steering wheel is completely gone and you need to figure out how, when, why, run down to Jimmy's, man. They'll take care of you. Anything you need, guarantee they have it because there definitely was a crackhead who brought it to him beforehand. And it might have been yours anyway. But just so you know, for any need you want, go to Jimmy's Chop Shop. We, we, we love Jimmy's Chop Shop. They service the entire tri-state area. And uh, I, don't, I don't know, maybe they... Maybe he didn't give you the Mazda, the side mirror. He might have given you a Nissan 93 side mirror, but it, it worked, right? Yeah. That's <laughs> so, a true yeah. story, though. Tell <laughs> <laughs> right, a true so, story, though. I, I, no, I, I believe you. They are, they are our, our show sponsor this week. And uh, my advice to everyone is, my unsolicited advice to everyone is to carry around an extra wheel in your, in your trunk if you have a car. And if you don't, that's that's good as well so but for our uh, for our unsolicited advice segment this week i have three things i'm gonna roll into one one get vaccinated two that's gonna be able you're gonna be able to go to a baseball game not just baseball game you'd be able to go to a football game you'd be able to go to music festivals you'll be able to go to the bars uh, (laughs) clubs you'll be able to go to clubs of ill repute and lastly, when is you do really all these that things, ill though? That's so bad. Like, why are people always called ill repute? There's no ill repute. That's just beautiful, lovely times. I'm joking. Sure, we'll, uh, we'll <laughs> leave it at that. And all these things, when you get vaccinated, because look, this opening day weekend in baseball, it I think besides Texas, because Texas is special, at, at Yankee Stadium, you to go in. I think five. I think they allowed five thousand fans. You had to show a that you were fully vaccinated. And that you weren't had didn't have a fever, so that's gonna be that's gonna be the the protocol for the next I think three to four months. Whether you want to go to a, a all these places, you want to get on a you want to do all these things. Ultimately, when you're having fun, you're going to all these places with your newfound freedom again. People, we've been saying this on this episode on this podcast since basically we started six months ago. Do not drink and drive. You've had Tony LaRusso, the current manager of the Chicago White Sox, being busted for drinking and driving. We've we've listed a bunch of people here that have been have been drinking and driving. Do not do it, ladies and gentlemen. Where we are right now, opening weekend of baseball, 17% of the US population fully vaccinated. 30% of the US population have at, at least one dose. And again, you're able to go out, have fun, but someone didn't do that. And I want to highlight someone who doesn't play baseball. He actually was a football coach back on the 4th of February. Britt Reed, son of Kansas City Chiefs NFL head coach Andy Reed. He got into a terrible car accident. He sideswiped one car off the side of the highway and then rear-ended another car. Reed told Kansas City police officers... He had had two or three drinks that night and had taken his Adderall prescription that day. Ooh. You're not, this, we are not, DiCarlo and I are not medical professionals. Everyone knows this. Do not mix alcohol with medicine. Do not drink and drive. In that hor- horrific crash that he caused, two children passengers were hit and hospitalized. One was in a coma for two weeks and has likely suffered life-altering brain damage. 
I, I, I really, really don't understand this because it's always high profile people. Britt Reed ended up missing the Super Bowl because, of course, it was a crime that he did. But to this day, to basically two months later, he still hasn't been charged with any crime to Carlo. Yeah. And Mr. Britt, Britt Reed has a history of drinking under the influence. Back in 2008, he drove into a shopping cart in Pennsylvania. When police arrested him, they found more than 200 prescription pills in his car. So Carlo, we've all had some form of injury. Some people have had to have surgery. Ultimately, some t- at some point in your life, you had to have been prescribed pain pills. I, and I don't know anyone else who has been prescribed 200 pills at once. And like we've said about Mr. Tony La Russa, the manager of the Chicago White Sox, this, he's not as rich as Tony La Russa, but he was probably making around a half a million dollars a year as the linebackers coach for the Kansas City Chiefs, talking about Britt Reed. His dad is the head coach. His dad, I think, gets paid, I think, $8 million a year. He's a rich man. You can't afford a private car service or at worst, at worst, Uber, Lyft, Yellow Cab. I, I, I just, again, I want to highlight people. This is awful what Britt Reed has put himself and damaged the lives of other people because of his drinking and driving is irresponsibility. Multiple times he's shown this. People don't do it. Get vaccinated. Go have fun. Don't drink and drive. Also, Simple as that. That's my... Drive. I was, was going to say don't smoke and drive too because, you know, in 15, now 15 states legalize recreational marijuana, New York being the newest one. Uh, you know, people, you have cognitive, you know, effects when you smoke or vaporize or eat an edible. So make sure you're not doing that as well. We all want to let loose and be happy, but we also need to be responsible. And like Dorian said, there's a, there's a bunch of ways to be responsible. In this day and age, there is no reason why anybody oh, should drive under the influence or just anything under the like. It, it's just it's just terrible move. Like at that point, whatever happens, you're a complete scumbag and you deserve all the consequences because there's many outlets to avoid that. So, I, you, you know, I I I do not drink and drive. I, I look, people, I don't even have a car. And even if I did, I wouldn't be drinking and driving. And I don't, and I don't do, uh, I don't, I don't do, uh, I don't smoke the the ganja. But I'm not against it. Again, it's like just because I don't do something doesn't mean I'm going to stop anybody else. And to be fair to people who smoke or now everyone does uh, the oil, the drops, whether it's the brownies or whatever, you don't really hear too often about someone smoking, taking brownies, and going out and causing accidents or causing violence on the streets because they're just at home at someone's house, chilling, getting baked. I, I think that uh, if that's the way society is going of ultimately, probably within this decade, it's going to be federally, it's going to be, it's going to, it's not going to be against the law anymore, no. but it's just going to be regu- Marijuana is going to be regulated just as much as alcohol. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, it's, it'd be the same thing. You can't smoke. You can't drink on the job. You're not gonna be able to smoke on the job. Nope. And just like cigarettes, you can't smoke. I think what is it within 20, 25 feet of a building? You can't. You're not gonna be able to be smoking. Yeah, it's, it's within the same 20, ex- like in New York. I, so I don't. I don't. Cigarette laws. 
I, again, I don't do this. It doesn't mean that I'm going to stop everyone else from doing it. They're not killing anyone. They're not doing something against humanity. So it's going to be regulated and there's going to, there's a boatload of money to be made for fixing your potholes, improving public, public education, uh, funding higher education even more so people funding, don't have to get into too much funding uh all criminal records from individuals yeah. who spend time in jail for these low-level offenses you know reinvestment of uh a lot of the tax m money that they get yep. from taxes into the communities that were heavily Absolutely. impacted by the war on drugs so you know it's a way of trying to make things a little bit more equitable for one people smoke people eat people take drops they do it and you know what they usually do they just sit back and have fun and, so, or, and pass out and, or and pass order out a, boat, or laugh, a, a boatload or of uh, of your uh, your favorite local pizza. Yeah. So you know. But anyway. again, my unsolicited unsolicited advice is: do what you got to do. Have fun. Be safe, and don't drink and drive. Mm -hmm. That's all you're gonna do to make HVP happen. <laughs> but sometimes we don't need drugs or alcohol to make ourselves happy. Our furry four-legged two-winged hard-shelled friends make us very happy our pets tweet us a picture of you and your beautiful pet watching a baseball game or doing whatever you want to do our twitter handle again is at hbp4040 and with that picture use the hashtag hbpets hbp ets and that's a wrap for this episode everybody we want to thank you for listening Please subscribe to the podcast and give us a review. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Oh, and Google Podcasts. Excuse me for the bad grammar. Uh, please give us a review when you do. And, of course, we always love to read and hear your feedback. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at HBP4040. And our drinks will be in the show notes. Make sure you join us next time for a brand new episode of HBP4040.